Hello, welcome to York Street. We hope that this sermon will be an inspiring and impactful one, just what you need at this time. For any of our sermon-based studies, please head to our website at www.yorkstreet.com.au. So grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, whatever you need, and we hope that you enjoy the sermon. Well, I've met you before. My name's Anthony. I'm one of the pastors here. It's uh, my joy to open our new Advent series called Heaven Came Down, reminding us that this season, uh, reminding us in this season that over 2,000 years ago, God's incarnation as a, as a humble baby born in Bethlehem was this, this profound event that, that holds great significance for humanity, whether we're aware of it or not. This series is going to highlight the the miracle of God descending from heaven to dwell amongst his people in the most humble and the most beautiful way, taking the form of a tiny baby. This same baby brings with him grace, love, forgiveness and mercy from heaven to touch and transform our lives. Our key verse for this series comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14, where it says... The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. This incarnation is the the perfect intersection between divinity, God himself and humanity, us, represented in one person. Jesus. God himself becomes entirely human while still retaining his complete divinity. 100% human, yet at the same time, 100% God. Through his incarnation, Jesus enters the world to fulfill God's promise of salvation. He brought his, his light into the darkness by teaching about love and forgiveness and compassion and ultimately sacrificing himself on the cross for the redemption of our sins. And so this is the framework for the next few weeks here at Yorkie. Next week, as as Tim mentioned, we've got the Neil Street Choir in the morning, 10 o'clock, and up on the hill for our Christmas carols event. Then the following week, we're we're picking up this narrative over, over the Advent season as we roll towards Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And so before we jump into today's message uh, called The Promise of Advent, let's, let's pray. Loving Lord, as we come before your word right now, would you, would you still our hearts, would you still our minds, so that we might be in tune with what you're trying to, to teach us, to, to show us, to reveal to us about this, this season where we, we come to celebrate your birth. Father God, as we, we navigate the, the next coming weeks and months, uh, as, as we journey through Christmas and Advent, would you be with us and may we, we glorify you with all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. So 22 days until Christmas. Now, we've hit December, so like there's really no going back now. So we're at, what, the 3rd of December? Yeah, so it's coming hard and fast. So maybe there's anticipation in the air, right? Something exciting is about to happen. This is probably the third month of advertising and marketing and 
maybe even Christmas carols in the, the department stores everywhere you go. And I love that at Christmas time, regardless of whether you're a Christian or not, you happen to be you know, singing the, the name of Jesus wherever you go. You can't really avoid it, and maybe you're not fully conscious of what you're doing. But how amazing is that? And so perhaps there's an anticipation of Christmas Day where there'll be gifts. Maybe when you get together with your family. Maybe all the food. Maybe that's positive anticipation. Or maybe spending time with your family at Christmas time is not so positive anticipation. Sometimes if we're lucky, we might even get good weather. But as you know, living in Ballarat, you never know what you're going to get, particularly at Christmas time. I've, I've heard that there was even snow on Christmas Day at some point in Ballarat. How crazy is that? See, we have this confident expectation of something to come over this next season. And many of us probably know that the Advent season focuses on this, this confident expectation, that, that we, we think that it serves as, as anticipation of the birth of Jesus, which it does in part, but that's already happened. So what is it that we're expecting? What is it that we're anticipating to happen, knowing that that event happened and it's in the past? See, we don't need confident expectations for things that have already happened. Jesus did arrive. God himself did come to earth as a a tiny baby. So what is it exactly that we're expecting at Christmas? And so the word Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming or anticipation, a a waiting arrival. So scholars believe that in the 4th and 5th century, Advent was a season of preparation for an annual feast day known as the Epiphany, but that occurred in the first week of January. So things don't quite match up. And so, as we know, part of our personal theologies comes a part of our tradition and what we've inherited from those that have gone before us. And so the Epiphany is the, the celebration of God's incarnation and the visit of the Magi to the baby Jesus. But see, he would have already been born. So the dates don't quite add up. And see, this, this season, this Advent season, much like Lent in the lead up to Easter, is an opportunity for Christians to pray and fast and prepare for a celebration that is to come. But originally, there was actually a, there was no connection between Advent and Christmas as we know it. Because again, we, we can't anticipate, we can't, we can't um, expect something to happen when it's already already happened in the past. So what are we anticipating at Advent? In the anticipation, joy and fun of all that that happens at this time of year, we're reminded of the profound promises of God, those promises that he's made to each of us. Advent isn't just a countdown to Christmas, even though those little chocolates each day are fun to do, right? Or better still, reverse Advent calendar where we give something each day. See, the promises of God are foundational to our faith. Advent is a time where we, we perhaps rekindle that, that, that faith, that desire to, to come before God and celebrate all that he's done for us. Sometimes we take Christmas as that opportunity. One of the most profound promises we celebrate during Advent is the promise of a saviour. Hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, Old Testament prophets foretold the coming Messiah. 
this Messiah who would redeem and save humanity from its complete and utter brokenness. And we see the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, well, all throughout the Old Testament narrative, things go from bad to worse. They try, they're in favour with God, and then it all falls away. And they're in need of the coming Messiah. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, it says, it was proclaimed, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And so fast forward 700 years. We pick up this same promise. What appears like finally coming to fruition. 700 years. Each one of us is lucky to maybe live into our 80s, 90s, maybe even over 100 if we're lucky. 700 years. That's generation upon generation. And the same promise comes to fruition in the birth of Jesus. So this is how it went according to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife because... What is conceived from her is is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through, through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, just like the prophet Isaiah had said over 700 years earlier. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him to and took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. God's promise is fulfilled in the birth of Jesus, which shows us the incredible faithfulness of God throughout history, right? It took all that time for him to rescue the nation of Israel and as a result giving us the opportunity to to be a part of his his grand plan, opening the doorway to us for eternal life. But 700 years. See, God's good on his promises. We, We know that. Sometimes it takes seven minutes. Apparently, sometimes it takes 700 years. But God is good on his promises. But this is just one example of over 300 or more prophecies in the Old Testament that comes to fruition through the life, death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus. So it's not just one guy had this thought and it happened to marry up 700 years later. There were different prophets in different places at different times that all can testify to this prophecy And it all is found in Jesus at his birth and at his resurrection. See, the name Emmanuel means God with us. If you've been around churches or you've sung Christmas carols, you're probably acutely aware of that. 
this promise reassures us that God is not some sort of distant deity that, that is apart from where we are, particularly now as a result of all the events at, at that very first Christmas. God himself is a loving and compassionate father who chose to dwell in our presence, to share our joys and sorrows, to try and understand our struggles so, so intimately, he came to earth for that purpose. And so why is Advent significant to us? This happened over 2,000 years ago. So what is it that we're anticipating? What is it that we're expectant for in this season? Jesus did come, dwelt among us, had an incredible ministry for about three years ahead of his crucifixion, his death and resurrection. So what are we being confident of this Advent? Well, see, the thing is, the story's not finished. See, God's not done yet. There's more to the story. There's more to the promise. Yes, Emmanuel, God with us, dwelt with humanity. Yes, that same man hung on a criminal's cross. And at Advent, we, we realise this isn't the end of the story. There's more to come. At Advent, we, we await the return of Jesus with confident expectation and anticipation. Let's read a bit more of Isaiah's prophecy from, from what God was promising us all those many, many, many years ago. Isaiah 11 starts like this. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Jesse is um, King David's father, right? So it's this, this lineage of, of um, Israelite people that's leading to Jesus. So there's like a worldly aspect to it as well, right? A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash round his waist. And then the scripture goes on to this. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like an ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord and the waters cover the sea. This is what we're expecting at Advent. The return of Jesus where one day everything will be made whole. Where, where what was predator and prey will be able to be together in perfect harmony. See, this is the end of the story. This is, this is the, the part that is yet to come. The birth and even the death and resurrection of Jesus is part of the journey. Yet there's so much more to come. This is what we expect at Advent. 
who knows that God plays the long game? Like we said before, could be seven minutes, could be 700 years. But he's conscious and he's aware. Jesus one day will return in glory when the fullness of his kingdom is fully realised. It's that return that we wait for. And so this season of Advent then seeks to draw this, this confident expectation of the rest of the story. And see, we don't know when that'll be. And so we have some preparation to do. This comes from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 to 10. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord will not slow in keeping his promise, in keeping his promise and some, as some understand slowness. That's us, right? It's like, come on already. Come on, God. Show up. Do this thing like we expect you to. We're the ones that are inferring this slowness of God. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar and the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. In this Advent season, we're invited to reflect on that truth. Are we actively waiting with confident expectation for God to fulfil the rest of his promises to us? Are we living in a way that reflects our belief in, in those promises, that one day Jesus will return? And are we extending the hope and the peace and the joy and the love, all words we hear plenty of at Christmas time, are we sharing those, those um, virtues with those around us? Because he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And see, like any good Christmas day or any other Christmas party or any other time of the year when we celebrate, there needs to be some preparation. And as we stand between these promises of God, of his revelation to us as a tiny baby, and of his return when everything will be made whole again. As we stand in this space, are we bringing people along on the journey? Because it, the, the scripture says uh, here somewhere, the Lord will come like a thief, unexpected. And so we need to be ready. And the Lord doesn't want anyone to perish. So we need to let people know the gospel, right? We don't want them to miss out on the opportunity to, to come into this place of wholeness with God. That's what we need to be preparing for. That's what we need to be anticipating. What an opportunity at Advent and at Christmas to show people the true, true meaning of Christmas. For them to understand those words in the Christmas carols that they sing, unaware of what it really means. What a Christmas gift that would be. And so as we journey through Advent, let us not be passive observers of this season, but active participants in God's unfolding story, because we're only partway through. Let's embrace the promise that God has given us with our faith 
and with our actions as we draw people into a place where they might just experience Jesus for themselves. May this Advent season be a time of reflection, anticipation and preparation for all that is to come. May we carry the light of these promises into the world with us this Christmas season and that we might just take those opportunities to show people the love of Christ this Advent season. Let's pray. Loving Lord, we thank you that, that you're not done yet, that your, your promise is far greater than we can ever comprehend. And Father God, as, as we approach this Advent season, as we approach Christmas and the celebration of your birth, may we have an awareness of, of the fact that there's so much more waiting for us that one day when we meet you face to face, we will see the wholeness of your creation. And Father God, would you lay on our hearts those people who may not know you, who may not have a relationship with you, that might need to be pointed to Jesus this Christmas season, that they have a real revelation of who you are, all that you've done, all that you're doing and have yet to do. Father God, would you use us as your your vessels to bring people into a space where they might just experience you this Christmas. Lord Jesus, hear our prayers. Amen. If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video like, subscribe and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.